Okay, well, it's that time. Time for a new episode of Dumb Stupid Talking with me, your host, Lucas Shea, and my co-host and sister. Devin Shea. Feels like we've been gone a while. Yeah. <laughs> well, we haven't done on. one of these in months, have we? Uh, <laughs> no, I'm, to the listener, it shouldn't feel like that long, but, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, anyway, mm-hmm. um, what's new? Um, oh, lots of stuff is new. Uh, okay. Fires in Maui and storms on the East Coast and heat in the in the South and and you know the good thing stuff. is it doesn't but, matter when this episode airs because all that stuff's going to be true no matter what time of year it is. That's right. That's right. Because this stuff is like ongoing, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, I sound hoarse today because my allergies are bothering me a bit because yeah. uh, I I don't know I live in a part of the country where. Um, I have allergy issues all year long. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, um, anyway, anyway, our guest is a no-show. Oh, no. Alec Baldwin was going to come on and discuss his new memoir, Confessions of a Straight Shooter. <laughs> and he is not here. And oh. I don't have any text messages. I don't, nothing. Just didn't uh, show, a, so. He's a no-show. Oh, my gosh. He's a no-show, so. Uh Oh, I well. guess uh, he was shooting off his mouth too much. <laughs> um, you know, all right, so look, I'm making jokes. I, I stuck uh-huh. up for him in an early episode, and I still stand by that. I really do think it wasn't yeah. his fault what happened. I think the fault is really with some of the inexperienced people he had working on that movie. Yeah. But I got to say, Alec, uh, I know you're not listening, and you will probably never listen to the show, but I can't believe you're going to finish that movie. Like, yeah. What are you thinking? <laughs> Just but let they it did. Go. They did find out that his gun was defective and could shoot without him pulling the trigger. That there was something wrong with that. I, I don't even really. I mean, I, it doesn't matter that. It doesn't yeah. matter if I, there shouldn't have been live rounds on the set. Yeah, he, he had a really inexperienced uh, armor working on yep. the show. Yeah, he so did. Yeah. The, there's no way anyone who brought live rounds onto that set as soon as yeah. like as soon as you heard that. Yeah, you should. That person should have been fired. It should have been escorted yeah. off the set. There's no. Yeah. They shouldn't have live rounds anywhere near a, a movie and set you, where they where they have guns. It's all so, taken off, just for safety. Yeah. Um. And besides, I just okay. There was a lot. There's a lot of blame to go around. He could take some of the yeah. blame as a producer, but sure. Just let the movie go. Why? Why yeah. do you want to finish it? No one wants to see that movie now. Yeah, that's true. I, no one's going to. I don't know to. that. The, there was a big line to see it before, really. I mean, yeah. a Western with uh, starring Alec Baldwin. I know half the country doesn't want to see it because they hate him. So, <laughs> yeah, well, now they really do. Well, now even the people who are on his side are like like me. Like, I don't yeah. have any interest in seeing that movie. For what? Yeah. Like, I'm, all I'm going to be thinking about is him, like, shooting that, <laughs> that poor woman. Yeah. You know, yeah. accidental yeah. or not. I mean, well, it was accidental. I don't know why I'm saying yeah. or not. But, like... Alec, what do you th- you think is going to win an Academy Award? Yeah, it's true. That movie's going to come out and just like go straight to like streaming, and no one's going to watch it because yeah, we just we just don't want to see it. I mean, why sink any more money into it? Why not just cut your losses now? You know? Write it off. That's, yeah, I mean that's what they do with movies that don't get released. They just write it off as a loss. That's what you yeah. do. That's what yeah uh, Disney did with that Batgirl movie. They never released it. Yeah, they wrote off the ninety million dollar budget on their taxes. Wow. 
you know, 99. because the movie's not released, so it's just considered a total loss. So yeah, just do that with the, I, I. I don't know what he's thinking. I okay, uh, yeah, yeah, you want to be a tribute to her? Just let it go, dude. Yeah, yeah. I can't believe. I just feel like he's like, I got to prove to everybody that this is a great movie, and yeah. I'm gonna yeah. finish this so everyone can see that she didn't die in vain. Well, she yeah. did. Yeah. You know, yeah. I don't care if it's the greatest movie ever filmed, and I can guarantee you it's not. Yeah. <laughs> just, well, I, I don't know anybody else in, in the movie besides him. Any other actors? I mean. I uh, don't think so. Right. If it was anybody famous in that movie, I'm sure they, like, hightailed it to the woods. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, I'm out. Like, don't, I don't I want my out. name involved with that movie at all. Well, what do you think about her husband now having like some executor producer role or something on there and like part of the settlement he made with the with the film? So he got his name in the credits like I was like, really, dude, you know, really? Well, that's something I don't really understand with a lot of people who suffer a loss of, of someone. Um, they, you know, right away they go through the, the grieving process and then yeah. they have people coming and going, you know, you should sue because. Yeah. They yeah. they should have done this and they should have done that and you know you got to provide for your kids yeah and then they start thinking well okay yeah they're right I, and then and then it become it becomes more and more blown out of proportion and then you got more people involved so like we should sue for more money because there's more of us now that get paid yeah. you know yeah and and yeah I I think that um I I don't know I don't know why that guy's his name on that movie either I would just be like no just. You know, yeah, bury that I mean, who, movie. Yeah, who wants to have your your name on a movie where your wife was killed? You know, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know what any of them are thinking. Um, yeah, but I was really shocked to hear that they're going to finish that movie. Yeah. Um, I mean, like the Crow was different. You know, the majority of that movie was done, and mm-hmm. he really, the actor, really Brandon uh, Lee, really cared about that movie. You know, yeah. he he was really excited about doing the movie. Yeah. Um. But this, uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> it's just got know. a lot of bad mojo attached to it now. Is my feeling. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Uh, spent way too much time on that. All right. So, okay. uh, my review, uh, mm-hmm. season two of the Bear. Mhm. So, you know, I thought kind of like this end of season one. I just kind of felt like, well, this is kind of as far as they can go with this premise. Right. Right. Yeah. And I thought, what are they going to do for season two? Like, and really surprising, they really took it in some cool directions. Um, oh, nice. Yeah, what I really liked about season two of it. OK, so the premise is um, hotshot chef, um, mm-hmm. kind of semi-famous, at least in cooking circles. He's not like yeah. a world famous chef, but yeah. other other professional chefs know who he is. Yeah. Um, comes back home to take over his brother's um, sort of sandwich business. Yeah. Um, and then wants to turn it into something better. Mm-hmm. And has a lot of um, blowback, I guess, from the people that have been working there, used to doing things their own way, used to kind yeah. of like skating by, doing yeah. things half-assed. And, um, and then at the end, uh, he comes into some money and decides he wants to reopen it as uh, a nicer restaurant with mm-hmm. fancier dishes, more upscale clientele. Mm-hmm. And everyone has kind of gotten on board with him by that point. Yeah. So season two is they are they're working to get the place 
sort of rebuilt. Mm-hmm. And of course, everything's going wrong. Um, yeah. They got all kinds of stress from that. And also at the same time, each member of the team is now sort of striving to become better at what they mm-hmm. do. Mm-hmm. Um, and really what I liked about season two was that um, episodes kind of focused on individual characters this time. Oh, oh. So, I like that. They were some yeah. interesting people. <clears throat> yeah. So, you know, there's an episode where uh, the Baker dude um, goes over to, was it Prague, I think, to train with uh, a chef over there uh-huh. um, to kind of get better at baking and coming up with desserts. Mm-hmm. And then there's an episode that focuses on uh, Sydney, who was um, uh, Carmi's sous chef. Yeah, where she's trying to come up with new dishes, new recipes, mm-hmm. and she's kind of going around to different restaurants. And and at the same time, there's also um, there's episodes with Carmi where he's he meets somebody, uh, somebody from his past, and he becomes involved with her. And oh. he's struggling to keep that relationship going. But also at the same time, you know, he's having trouble focusing on, on getting the restaurant open uh-huh. and also this new relationship he has. My favorite though, and and so okay, Richie. Yeah, I like you remember Richie. Richie. Oh yeah. So R- Richie's the one that they call cousin, who's really just sort of a family friend, and mm-hmm. who has been the biggest um, rebel against changing the business. Uh huh. He has the biggest growth in season two. Um, uh-huh. Has the the biggest character arc, and uh-huh. I'll just say, if you don't like Richie by the end of season two, um, it, no matter how much you hated him, maybe in season one. If you don't like him by se- end of season two, then I don't know. You're not watching the same show I'm watching, I guess. Yeah. He really has a, a big turnaround. Um, he has his own episode. Uh-huh. And you really kind of get to see what's going on in his head. And you can really get to see him become a better person, really. Oh, cool. Oh. Biggest thing, though, and this is really cool. And really what I really like about the show is that um, midway through the season, there's a flashback episode. Mm-hmm. That shows Carmi and his family getting together for Christmas dinner with their mom. Yeah. Who, um, when you finally meet her, you understand why the family is so fucked up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she makes the rest of them all look sane. <laughs> so. Um, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> but what's really good about the episode is that it's and the writing itself. It kind of little things they give you little tidbits and you kind of later on you go oh that's what that comes from or that's Uh, what that means or yeah they this got mentioned and then you know you see the flashback and you're like okay well now i see where that originated and then later on it's like okay i see now how it's affecting them in the present day by this happening and and that and that being said and you know yeah um so cool yeah really good season um better than season one yeah, Sounds yeah, like good definitely. Writers. One one thing I like is that they don't really, they don't like rub your face into things. <laughs> uh-huh. They'll kind of just put something out there and like, if mm-hmm. you catch it, you catch it. If you don't, well, okay. You know, like yeah. um, the Baker guy goes, he he's training with this, this guy uh-huh. and he's asking him about, cause it, this guy's like really intense and really focused and he's like, you can tell he's talented and he's asking him, he's like, well, I guess he's asking him like about his past and the guy goes, well, you know, I used to think I was the best and uh, I was at the top of my game. And then I worked with someone who was miles beyond me. Yeah. And no matter what I did, I couldn't, um, I couldn't catch him. Right. I couldn't be as good as him. Yeah. So I just had to kind of learn to like be happy with, with where I was. Yeah. 
And they don't mention who he's talking about. But later on in another episode, you see Richie's when he's training at a restaurant, he walks by and there's a photo of Carmi and that dude standing uh-huh. side by side. And then you go, oh, so he was talking about Carmi. Oh, like, cool. But they don't wow. ever like tell you that. They just kind of like leave that out there. Like, well, you know, you kind of assume he's talking about Carmi, but you don't really know for sure. And then episodes right. later you go, OK, that's he was talking about him. Like, oh, cool. So yeah. I like little things like that. I like where the writers yeah. like, don't have to spoon feed you every little bit of information. They kind of just throw in know. breadcrumbs. They throw yeah. in breadcrumbs. Yeah, and let you yeah. kind of connect the dots. And and even if you yeah. don't catch it, it doesn't yeah. really affect your enjoyment of the show. Yeah. Oh, it sounds good. Right. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, that's my review. I liked it. Cool. Um, so anyway, okay. What do you got? Okay, so my review is a documentary I watched called uh, Something's Wrong with Aunt Diane. And I don't know if you, um, I don't know if you heard about this, but this was a few years ago. A woman, uh, Diane, uh, last name was Schuler, I think that's how you pronounce it. Um, She left a campground with her, uh, her two kids and her three nieces. And uh, it was like supposed to be a 40 minute drive home. It took her over four hours. She never made it home because she ended up on the Taconic Parkway going the wrong way and crashing head on into another car and killing the people in the other car. And so this documentary kind of follows through some of that. Hang on one second. Sorry, I had a cough. So this documentary kind of follows through the investigation of what happened and why it happened. And it's kind of, was she drunk? (laughs) Well, that's part of the documentary is like, why was she going the wrong way? What, what was happening and why, why this whole thing? It turns out they did an autopsy. She was three times over the legal limit of um, alcohol. She also had THC in her system. Um, Her family claimed that, no, she had not been drinking. She was not taking any drugs. Could this be a medical issue that she suffered some, she had had an abscess tooth. So they tried to say maybe she was taking Anvisol to numb her gum and it made her drunk. And they're like, we found a bottle, an empty bottle of vodka in her purse. Okay. So obviously uh, she was a a secret alcoholic and they just, the family just didn't know. They were, I mean, it's at, not like this is, right? you know, they, I mean, it's not like this turns, doesn't happen all over America every day. Right. Um, they were trying to say, no, she suffered some sort of medical issue. They wouldn't give it up. First of all, they wouldn't believe, and it go, this goes on in the documentary, they wouldn't believe that she was drunk. So they had her, um, te- her, her autopsy files read and retested by a well-known forensic uh, pathologist. And he told them, listen, the fact is that she was obviously drunk. She three times the amount of blood alcohol in her system. There's no doubt Uh, she had THC. She was impaired. That was the problem. And they they wouldn't believe it. They in fact, they dug up the body again for another autopsy. They exhumed her body, did another autopsy. Because they were so convinced that, no, this was not Diane. She did not drink. She was not a drug user. There's some, you know, cover-up happening with the police. And Uh it still proved the same thing. 
So um, they said How no. How many times at one can you point, autopsy a body? I mean, yeah. I, well, well, what happened was the ground. Yeah, that's right. what I thought too. But they took the the samples of her blood and tissue and everything. So the first time they redid the um, autopsy, the, they retested basically from the original samples taken. But the family still wouldn't believe it. They were like, no, that's not her. She was not a drinker. Uh, there's something else going on. You, you've done, you know, this wrong. But the second, you know, testing showed, no, she, it was correct. And then I don't know how exhuming her body and retesting stuff would still give them the same results, but it did. Mm-hmm. But the family so wouldn't believe it. And the, the, the title of the documentary comes from there's one point where um, one of her nieces, the oldest one, I think she was nine at the time, calls her father on her cell phone and says, there's something wrong with Aunt Diane. She She's incoherent. She can't see good. Um, you know, I'm scared. They're, the kids are crying in the car. And he talks to Diane and says, that, you know, Diane seems confused. Uh, she calls him by her husband's name, even though it's her brother. And he says to Diane, Did he stay, tell her to pull over the car? Yes, told her, stay where you are. She had pulled over to the side of the road right after getting on the highway. So like right by the toll plaza. Mm-hmm. He told her, stay where you are. I'm on my way. I'm coming. Well, she didn't. She didn't stay. She left her phone there so they couldn't even track her phone then. They, she left her phone there and she got back in the car and she took off. And they said, you know, she was just a very controlling person. She she didn't let her family know that she had a problem. She obviously had a binge drinking problem, they think, mm-hmm. because for them not to know that she was such, you know, it's so impaired when she left the campground that four hours later she's in an accident. And nobody's wondering, like, where the heck are you? What's going on? So she was driving um, around for four hours? Four hours. In fact, some people said that she had cut them off on the, um, you know, on the road before she even got to the parkway. Um, she had stopped at McDonald's and the kids were playing. She ordered orange juice and they think that um, she was using that with the vodka to kind of get the vodka down. Um, she stopped at a, a gas station and went in. And uh, the family claims she was obviously looking for aspirin or some pain medication at the at gas station, that, and they didn't have it. Well, the gas station did not speak to the police, but it's obvious from the video. She goes in, she goes back to the cooler where yeah. there's not pain mm-hmm. medication back in the cooler. She goes back to the cooler. She looks, she leaves. She, she doesn't say anything. She, I think she says one thing to the people at the counter and keeps walking out, gets back in the car and leaves. So they're like, see, she was trying to, she had a bad abscess tooth. She was trying to get some pain reliever. Um, You know, maybe she accidentally, she thought it was water and she was drinking the vodka thinking it was water. You know, she had some medical, yeah, she had some medical issue with the abscess tooth. I'm like, an abscess tooth does not make you drunk. Okay. But um, here, here's the big thing about this. And they, they don't really go into it during the documentary, although the documentary covers a lot of good information. It it kind of tells you step by step. Here's when she left the campground. Here's when she was first seen. 
she's not obviously drunk. And that's why they're thinking she was a binge drinker because, you know, functioning alcoholics, you wouldn't necessarily know that they were drinking so much. Um, she stops at the gas station. Obviously, she must have been drinking this whole time because there's no way she gets three times the legal limit in four hours without some sort of, um, you know, slurring mm. of her speech or driving erratically or whatever. But um, yeah, so finally, she goes the wrong way on the highway, which she shouldn't have even been there. She she took a side road. Um, not heading towards her own house and to, to, you know, her brother's house to drop off the kids. She just suddenly takes this side road and starts this other little trip, side trip, and gets yeah. on the highway going the wrong way. Meanwhile, people are calling 911 saying there's somebody coming on the highway going the wrong way. She's going 70 miles an hour the wrong way, all the way over in the left-hand lane until she finally, you know, hits, <sighs> hits a car. But here's so, the kicker. Wait a minute. What? Here's the kicker. So not only would her family uh, not talk to the police right away, they got lawyers right away. So they must have known something. But after it all comes out, uh, mm. the husband still can't accept it. OK, um, right. he, he cannot accept that uh, she did anything wrong and that she was drinking. He sues the state for the what he calls the bad road. They should have had better uh, signage on the highway saying it was the wrong way. Right. Um, he sues the people in the car of the people that she killed saying that they should have been better drivers. How do you sue dead people? Yeah, he sued their estate. Um, he tried to say that if they had been, um, you know, I guess a little more aware, they could have avoided that they were negligent too. So he sued them. Uh-huh. He also sued his brother-in-law, the one whose three girls were killed. He sued him. I'm like, are you? Uh, come on. So that's pretty low. Did he win the award for biggest piece of shit of the world or, or what? Because... I, I would think so. And let me tell you something. During the documentary. Well, tell me his, he didn't win anything. He it's, So far, he hasn't won anything. But who knows if he gave it up, right? Um, what a piece of garbage. Yeah, I I mean, come on, the people that his wife killed, and instead of being like, you know, I'm sorry this happened, you know, okay, he could he could be like, I didn't know what was going on, but you know, I'm so sorry. No, no, he's saying uh, you should have had somebody better at the wheel that could have you know avoided this. Well, during the documentary, um, it comes out because his one son has brain damage from the. He's the only one that survived. I think he was five. But he has brain damage. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, needs special schooling. Well, at one time he's frustrated with the kid and he says to his sister-in-law, um, you know, I never wanted kids. This was Diane's idea. Diane wanted kids. She was supposed to raise the kids. I never wanted kids. And I'm like, you know, what a douche. <laughs> you know, he's he's not taking. Well, he was. The sister-in-law was taking care of the kid a lot, you know, and he had quit his job, mm-hmm. was just pursuing this, you know, I'm going to find out the real reason this happened. I'm going to sue mm-hmm. everybody. So he wasn't working. Um, and he's got this brain damaged kid. He's dependent on his sister-in-law to watch him all day and mm-hmm. take him to and from her special classes. And yet then he has the nerve to turn around and be like, this has been hard on me. You know, this is this is too hard. I'm like, what a douche. 
but um, I I recommend the the documentary, but yeah. I think it only goes so far because it doesn't go into him actually suing the people and like some of the stuff he does after the documentary. Well, how did so, you find that? Out? I guess you looked into it. I did because I was like, well, what did they ever do? Did they ever find? It was obvious that they were looking for some other reason that this accident happened, and and they were never going to find it. Every they had a private detective even hired to look into what could have happened. Well, it was she was drinking, and she had smoked pot, and she was impaired. So I wanted to know: did they why, ever, you know, find anything? But why the the, the big rush to find another like why say? I mean, why try to prove that she wasn't drunk? Um, because it then they could maybe win a lawsuit for maybe. other stupid reasons. Could be. You know, they were trying to say, well, she had some medical issue. Maybe it was her infected tooth. Maybe they were going to try and sue the dentist. I don't know. But so, they just could not admit that she was at fault at all. So she so, died. Four kids died. Four kids, yeah. Fifth kid is alive, but brain damage. Brain damage, yeah. And then two people in the other car are dead. Um, I think it was three people in the other car died. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just. Uh... Plus, she terrorized people. I mean, let's face it. You're on the highway minding your own business, and all of a sudden, this car is coming at you. You know, those people probably got PTSD. I know I wouldn't ever want to drive on that highway well, again. What I understand is she's driving around for four hours. I mean, yep. she made stops along the way. No she cops did. ever were called and they couldn't pull her over. I mean, you know, that's they, the that's the other thing is, you know, the she called her brother twice. Her, you know, the niece called um, her dad once. Nobody, you know, thought to call the police. Nobody said anything to the police. And then when the police were trying to investigate, nobody wanted to talk to them. So they're saying, well, you know, come on. If the family had known earlier that something was going on, why wouldn't they have called the police right away? Maybe they knew she was having a problem and didn't, you know, figured, well, it's not that bad. She'll get home soon. Well, but when the brother I, said, what? when the brother told her to pull over and wait yep. and she didn't, yeah, that's when he should have called the police. He should have said something's going on. I don't know what's happening, but this is the last time I talked to her. And my yeah. daughter said that she's scared and something's yeah. wrong. So, yeah, they, he should have called the police. Yeah. Well, he did end up trying to go and meet with her where he told her to wait. But she had left. She didn't right. stay. And she had left her phone there. So, you know, it's not even like he could track her phone and find out where she'd gone. He had no idea then no, but where she could possibly be. Why didn't he tell her, look, stay on the phone. I'm on my yep. way. I'll, I'll yeah. come up there. And then as soon as, like, the, the line went dead, I would have been like, okay, 911. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Instead, no? he just he just drove out there and then, oh, where is she? Yeah, oh, you're right. Man. I don't know why. The kid's crying on the phone. I would have been like, okay, that's it. I'm calling the police. You know, tell, tell let me talk to Aunt Diane. You know, um, but I don't know. They just didn't. And four hours. Come on, you know, you you expect somebody in 30, 40 minutes, and it's four hours later, and you haven't heard anything. Yeah. Because she was driving around for four hours. Well, my favorite know? part is like, oh, she didn't drink. Well, we found an empty bottle of vodka. Yeah, in her. yeah but she thought it was water. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Even though it said vodka on it. Yeah. And the husband was uh, like, no, no, we were camping all weekend. Um, you know, sometimes we had a bottle of vodka in the camper, but she wouldn't have taken that. And they're like, yeah, right. 
though. And then the oh, other thing was, well, we had pina coladas. Well, pina coladas has rum, not vodka. So <laughs> obviously, you know, there's some cover up there as to what was going on. And I mean, here's the other thing is, why was she driving the five kids home? Okay. Three of those kids weren't even her kids. Why weren't those kids going home with the, the brother? I don't why know. were the five kids? It, it was, I don't know. They're, they're thinking maybe she had a fight with somebody. Maybe she was like, I'll take the kids, you know. But really, uh, the whole family sounds like it's fucked up and they all have issues. And yeah. uh, her husband, uh, the, the, I mean, he was he there. like the biggest piece of crap all, too. He was there at the campground. He left. He just took the dog in his in his truck. That was it. She took the five kids. He took one dog. <laughs> and and he's like, I'll meet you at home, honey. <laughs> you know, and he's gone. And then doesn't wonder where the heck is she? Yeah. I don't, I don't know. So, yeah, but the, the thing that got me was, okay, you know, she's drunk. I got it. She was terrible. You know, the the family's obviously got some issues, but come on, turn around and sue the dead people and sue the the city, uh, you know, and the, the highway saying they should have had better right. signs. Well, she was drunk. She wouldn't have been noticing those signs anyway. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Uh, what, what kind of signs are they going to have? If you can read this, you're not drunk? <laughs> I mean, Wait, stop. Turn around. Go the other way. Yeah, if you don't, then you must be drunk, right? I mean, come yeah. on. What kind of signs are you going to have? You're going the wrong way, idiot. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, come uh, on. When you go to get on the highway the wrong way, it says wrong way, you know? Anyway, I don't know. <sighs> okay. So that's your review. I guess your review that's, is watch it. <laughs> watch the the documentary, but then follow up and and make your own conclusions. Because I think the documentary misleads you a little bit. The it's mainly told from the husband and sister in law's side that they're trying to prove that Diane was not a drinker and she was not a drug addict. But time and time again, it shows the documentary just shows no. They're told she was drunk and she was high. They just can't well, accept it. I hope the ultimate outcome is that that guy loses every lawsuit. He gets hit with a huge bill from his lawyers, and yeah. then he basically winds up on the streets with nothing. Yeah, but what about his kid? His kid doesn't deserve that. Well, it sounds like the sister-in-law is taking care of the kid anyway. Well, that's true. And he even says he didn't want kids anyway, so. Yeah, right, that, okay, that's the, true. The sister-in-law will take care of the kid, I guess. Yeah. I yeah, okay. Well, that, you got a good point. He didn't want the kid anyway. Yeah. He still got his dog, I guess. I guess. <laughs> Dog's like, where's Aunt Diane? What a piece of shit. All yeah. right, anyway. Anyway. Uh, let me check my wallet. Uh, I don't see any money in there, so no commercial. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so let's just move on to the rant. Okay. Uh, my rant is about billionaires. Okay. I okay, I don't have a problem with billionaires in general, but I don't understand how some of them spend their money. Yeah. Um, do they just do they just lose touch with reality? Are they so far gone that they're like I'm sure you imagine like what would happen if you suddenly had a bunch of money, right? If you won the lottery, if you won uh-huh. millions of dollars, right? Yep. Um, you probably think like buy a house. Yeah. I do this for my family, yep. I do that, right? Yeah, I I maybe set up a you know a business or you know yeah these people are like uh, fuck it I want to clone dinosaurs <laughs> <laughs> you know? 
I want to, oh I want to go to space. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, I, are they just like so out of touch? Like they just are like, I mean, like if you just went to a billionaire and was like, you know, if you spent a million dollars, you could set up this charity to help these people. And they're like, fuck that. I want to get in this little do-it-yourself submarine and go see the Titanic. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're like, you know, hey, what else can I spend my money on to make my life better? That's what they're doing. So, all right. So this is that story of the the submarine just happened not too long ago. (laughs) So this is probably going to seem like really old news by the time this airs, but these people, these rich people, bought tickets mm-hmm. on this little uh, private company's sub, which yeah. I don't know if you saw that sub, but it looked like yeah. something that somebody built in their backyard with a bunch of, like, old water heaters. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, it was it was operated by, like, uh, by, like, an iPad and a joystick from, a like, a video game console. Did you see yeah. that? Yeah, like a Nintendo Switch thing or something, right. yeah. Yeah, from a game controller. That's what they said. It was a game controller. Right. And this company was like, yeah, this thing's great. We, we built this, and uh, tickets are $250,000 each, and we're yeah. going to take you down to see the Titanic. Now, first of all, why the hell does anybody want to even go down, go down and see the Titanic, okay? You're not going to see Jack and Rose down there. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you really, all you're going to see is a wreckage, and, and you can't even really see much once it's been on the ocean floor for that long. You know, Plus, there's like you could see it online. You can go on YouTube and see like filming of, of that wreckage. James Cameron yeah. went down there and filmed a bunch of that. I mean, yeah, but he did it on safe equipment. Yeah. What what makes you go, you know, I want to see the Titanic. Let me pay two hundred fifty thousand dollars just to get on this little like I mean, they had to be bolted in this sub, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't like that. I would, you know, when they're like, okay, we're going to bolt you in here. There's no way for you to get out if something happens. I'd be like, okay, wait. <laughs> I changed so, my mind. I feel bad for the 18 year old kid who didn't know any better, but mm-hmm. the rest of them, is, this is what you want to spend your money on? Like, yeah. Okay. So, so the guy who spent the money on his ticket in the son's ticket, $500,000. Yeah. $500,000. You could, yeah. you could pay for like, a bunch of people's college tuition. You could buy yeah. a house for somebody who lost their house in like a natural disaster. Yeah. You could do so much for $500,000. Instead, they're like, nah, I want to buy this ticket and get in this little sub and go down and see the Titanic. It's dark, you yeah. know. Yeah. I'm going to see this be, old wreckage. Yeah, I want to be cramped in a little sub with a bunch of other people where, you know, if we have to pee, we can't even go anywhere. <laughs> yeah. Or these billionaires that are like, uh, I want to go into outer space for five minutes. Um, I know. That's what I want to spend my money on. Yeah. Okay, you don't want to help starving people? Nah, fuck that. Let me go to outer space for five minutes. Yeah, you yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, Elon Musk, here's another one. Yeah. $44 billion to buy Twitter because he was pissed off at the way they were, like, you know, canceling what? people's accounts. Yeah. You know, so he decides he's going to buy Twitter. And then how's he making the world a better place? He lays off half the staff. Yeah. Okay. So, like, he didn't make their lives better. Yeah. A bunch of people lost their jobs. Yeah. $44 billion? He didn't even make Twitter better because I canceled after he fired all those people. They well, I was, problems I was off of Twitter before then because it was just a cesspool anyway. But Yeah, yeah. You know, the th- I mean, okay, so he didn't write a check for $44 billion. I, I know that's yeah. a big misconception. It's not like he, like, pulled up with, like, a big armored car and was like, here's the money. Yeah, you know, some of that's in cash, some of that's in other securities that he signs over, some of that is in guarantees. You know, 
But yeah. still, forty-four billion. Yeah, well, you lot. could change the world with forty-four billion. Instead, you're buying this company that you just decided that you just decided you want to be the world's biggest troll. Yeah. So you're going to buy the, the means to do it. You know? Yeah. And that's what yeah. he's doing, right? Yeah. He's basically become a troll on Twitter. Yeah. He's mouthing off to people. He's being sarcastic. He's yeah. And and like I said, laid off half the staff, so their their lives didn't get better. He he yeah. didn't better anyone's life with that money. Like no, I don't get, I don't get what's in their heads. Uh, um, it's just me, 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 me. And I think after a while, it they go crazy. <laughs> they start thinking all kinds of weird, crazy stuff. Like, come on, I want to go to space for five minutes, really. I I want to own a jet. And just fly myself around the world. I don't know. Like weird. Right. Like, would you want to put some of the money into curing cancer? Uh, would you want yeah. to put some of that money into like giving people clean water? You know? Yeah. How about Flint, Michigan, which still doesn't have clean water? How about right. helping them out? Yeah. Okay. And then they're probably yeah. like, well, you know, okay, so I'm supposed to give my money away? Well, isn't well, that better? Like, at least you're doing some good. Isn't that better than just like throwing it away on what frivolous things are going to last a matter of minutes that you're going to forget about. I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what would have been so great about that submarine trip to the Titanic that you can't just like watch on a big screen TV and watch a documentary about the Titanic. I mean, even if they had done something with part of that money, you know, $500,000, even $20,000 could have changed somebody's life. You know? Yeah. Um, and I don't, I don't know if people realize how much a billion dollars is. Oh, that's a lot. Do you, I, I I don't even know how you could spend a billion. You would have to spend twenty five thousand dollars a day for a hundred years to spend a billion dollars. Twenty five thousand dollars a day. What could wow. how could you spend twenty five thousand a day? I don't know, but you I know, should like to try. There isn't rent in the world that's twenty five thousand a day. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, you could live in Dubai and not spend twenty five thousand a day. Yeah. So. I just don't understand their mindset. I don't understand how. Now, I know some of these people inherited a lot of money. Yeah. So they've never really lived. They've never really had to struggle for something. They've never really had to, like, endure hardship. But some yeah. some billionaires out there have earned it. Yeah. You know, some of them came from, like, very little and, and built an empire. But you don't really see them out doing charitable things. I mean, yeah, they, they donate money to charities. But, I mean, it's yeah. mainly to write off on their taxes. Yeah. I mean, some people, I have to say, like Ashton Kutcher and uh, his wife, Mila Kunis, I mean, they donated a lot of money to Ukraine. So, I know, you know, there are some people that really do put their money, you know, to to good works. But I think a lot more are just like, how can I get more money? How can I Mm -hmm. spend my money so that I improve my own life and have fun and do whatever I want? And I don't know, just... There's something that happens to people with money. It's like, I got money. I don't want to lose any money. I don't want to give anybody any money. You know, I just want to spend <laughs> it on me, 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 me for right, any, any little thing I want. But, but I, I think my point is, like, how much can you actually spend on yourself? So, we, like, you get to the point where you're like, okay, well, how much to, to, for that rocket trip? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so I could spend a lot of money doing that. All right, that's worth it. Yeah. Is it? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, when that that sub was about to implode, do those people go, "Yeah, okay, this was money well spent"? <laughs> you know? Yeah, maybe that I should have thought to crack this... like an egg. Yeah. You know, were they thinking, "Yeah, all right, good idea. Yeah, it was worth it." <laughs> yeah. No, I'm sure they would have been like, "Why the hell did I spend the money on this?" 
Yeah. 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 Five hundred thousand dollars. You could change somebody's life. Instead, yeah. he's just like, no, nah, my son and I are going to get on this sub and, you know, go see some wreckage. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I, it's even goes to like CEOs that make millions of dollars every year. Mm-hmm. Do you really need more than a million dollars? Couldn't you like cap your salary at a million and put the, the rest of the money back into the company? Maybe giving your workers um, raises yeah. so they can live better lives? Yeah. True. Sure. All right, $44 billion. He could buy everyone in America a house, pay off everyone's mortgage. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I'm sure yeah, my math true. on that is right. I'm sure $44 <laughs> billion would pay off everyone's mortgage. That's probably true. Yeah. So, and, and then, okay, so people will go, well, why should he? It's his money. Well, well because it would make people's lives better. Yeah. You know, why don't you use your money to, to improve people's lives instead of just like trying to find the next high? Yeah, because really, I mean, he's not going to be able to take it with him, you know, obviously. And um, buying a house for somebody, you know, you're not going to make them lazy people. They're just going to find other things to spend their money on. Businesses right. will improve because now people have more income they can spend on other things. Yeah. That's what people will do. They're yeah. not going to quit their job and just be like, well, my house is paid off. I can just do nothing. Yeah, because they still got to they still got to buy food. They still got to buy gas. They still got to pay taxes. So they'll just find other things to spend their money on instead of paying the mortgage. Now, now they'll go out and buy crap and now businesses will do better. Yeah, that was the whole trickle down thing that, you know, Reaganomics never seemed to really like get right Uh (laughs) because they were too busy giving money to the rich people. Give money to the poor people. They'll spend it. Yeah, that's the truth. So. That's my rant. My rant is I don't okay. really understand the billionaire mindset because mm-hmm. really out of all of them, like I always see them on the news doing the craziest thing. I, I'm going to shoot this car into space. Yeah. You remember when Musk did that? He no. fired that. He shot a like car a, into space? No, I don't remember A couple remember years that. ago, he had a rocket go up and it had like a car in it <laughs> <laughs> that he oh, kind of like the rocket sort of disassembled and the car went into space and it had like a little, uh, like a mannequin in a space suit sitting at the <laughs> wheel because he thought this was kind of cool. And now this thing's just going to be floating through space for eternity. Oh, what an idiot. For what? You spent yeah. money on that? Yeah. What? It, how does that make anyone's life on earth better? Right? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Why don't you pay for someone's medical treatment? Why, how about some kid who's going through chemo? How about paying for their their medical bills? Yeah. You know, wouldn't that yeah. make you feel better at night when you go to sleep? Like, yeah, okay, I made a difference. Instead of like, yeah. hey, Elon, you know, we got that car into space. So you happy? <laughs> yeah, it was all right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was a good five minutes, yeah, you know. Yeah, two billion yeah. for that? Sure. Okay, yeah, yeah. it's worth it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <I'm, laughs> okay. All right, I'm done ranting about it. Okay, so here's my rant. Okay. Student loans. My rant is about student freaking loans, okay? Yeah. Gotcha. So here's the thing. You want to better your life. You want to go to school. This country, you, you know, school, college is not free. You have to pay. Mm -hmm. And some colleges are a lot more money than other colleges. So if you want a really good education, you know, you're going to have to spend that money. And the way to do it is, you know, where they say, oh, you can get grants, you can get scholarships. Well, not everybody can get that. And I think everybody deserves an education. 
I mean, why are you depriving poor people of education? Yeah, they can get student loans. But then what happens is, you know, so you get student loans. Say you go to just some some crappy old university, even if it's just 10000 a year, which is not anywhere near the truth now. Right. Even if it's 10000 a year, uh, four years, that's $40,000 you're going to owe when you get out of school. Now, that's before you have a job, and they start that interest right away. 40000 starts growing, and you owe that money. Now, say you get a job at minimum wage because, you know, mm-hmm. you're just new out of school. Um, I mean, let's face it. new People right out of college do not get, you know, CEO of a company job. They get entry level. If they, you know, the past few years, people haven't even been able to get entry level jobs coming right out of college for a long time. They were like, yeah, I've got a degree from MIT, but I'm working at McDonald's. Um, so, you know, they go on and they got to pay back this 40000 Well, 40000 grows. Right. So, you know, every year, even if they're making payments, they're just paying a little bit on that interest. And they're never going to pay it off, basically. So why not do like some of the presidential candidates say – And first of all, let's wipe out student loan debt. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, some people are against it saying, hey, I had to pay off my student loans. It's not fair. Well, you know, grow up. Okay. You know, I hear that. But but my thinking is like, that's kind of like saying, why should they come up for a cure for cancer when I beat cancer? Right. Everyone should have to go through what I did. My mom died of cancer. So why can't everybody else just suck it up and die too? It's just ridiculous. Why can't we just say, okay, student loan is gone. You know, the debt is gone. Um, Right, let's start over at zero. Yeah, start over at zero. You don't owe anything. Um, Have better, you know, if you're going to have to have loans, because they're saying, well, you can't just make college free because some colleges are better than other colleges. Well, why not have some people work academically to get in better colleges then? Mm-hmm. You know, some other plan rather than money to decide whether or not you're going to get a, a good education. Some people can only afford to go to community college. Other people can go to MIT and Harvard. And, you know, actually, I've heard Harvard isn't as great as people think. But, um, really? you know, yeah, they have a lot of the the teacher assistants, you know, this uh, doing the the work, whereas the professors are just trying to stay, you know, uh, what is it, tenured, and they're they're you know doing their own research and their own. So they have like the teachers' aides teaching the class. So you know you don't want to pay all that money to go and it's just the name, you know. Oh, I graduated from Harvard. People are like, oh, okay, but you're really not getting that much of a better education. Why not just make the education either? the same, you know, it's free for everybody or, okay. Yeah. You can get into a better college if you had better grades, if you worked harder in, Mm -hmm. in school, you know, so kids that are just coming out that see, here's another thing though. I got to say some kids have better opportunities than other kids to learn and to grow. You know, let's face it. Kids in Newark, New Jersey are not going to have the same opportunities that people growing up in Beverly Hills are going to have, even if just the school system itself, you know, some schools don't have don't have computers. They don't have, 
you know, they, they took these kids from, I think, a inner city school and they took the kids from some suburban uh, um, school in Pennsylvania and they switched them for a week. They said, OK, you're going to go to this inner city school to these kids from, you know, Pennsylvania, a, a nice area of Pennsylvania. And the kids from the inner city, we're going to send you to this school in Pennsylvania. So the kids going to the school in Pennsylvania were like, they have a pool in gym class. They have a, a swimming for gym. They couldn't believe how much was available to these kids in Pennsylvania. Right. And the kids from Pennsylvania going to the inner city were like, there's no computers in the library. Everybody doesn't get their own laptop to bring home. Uh, you know, the classrooms, the windows, some of the windows are broken. Yeah. They were like, they couldn't believe how bad it was. They were like, we can't even concentrate in this area, you know, with all this stuff going on. The food's bad. The the teachers don't care. Mm -hmm. And the other kids were like, wow, I can't believe they have such a nice school. We could do really well here. Right. So I'm just saying, you know, some of those kids don't have the same opportunity to begin with. Why not make education not only free, but you know, available to everyone and wipe out student debt now. That's what I want to say. Well, I owe a lot in student debt. I'm never going to pay it. I got to tell you, I don't care if I live another hundred years, I'm never going to be able to pay it off. So to me, it's just like throwing money out the window every month. Well, so, I think what's, what's gotten out of hand is that they, they talk these people into signing these for these loans. Yes. And the interest rate is just incredible. I you agree. Just, you just can't pay it off. I mean, if you yep. can't pay off a loan in 20 years, yeah, then that is way too much. And I know plenty of people who are not being able to pay off their student loan in 20 years. Yep. And people go, well, they shouldn't have signed it. Well, if you're 18 or 19, you don't know yeah. what the hell you're signing. Oh, that's true. You don't. If, if, you, if you're not allowed to go into a bar and order a drink, you shouldn't be yeah. allowed to sign a loan agreement yeah. that you're never going to be able to pay off. Yeah. And plus a lot of these kids, they, they go to college the you know first year. Okay. They're like, Oh, okay. Money, free money. Uh, yeah. I'll have to pay it off at some point, but you know, right now, come on, 18 and 19, they're not thinking. Then they think, um, Oh, I got this credit card offer in the mail, a thousand dollars. Um, yeah, a thousand dollars. I can make that. I could pay right. that bill. That's only like $10 a month I got to pay or something right. stupid. Yeah. And they're like, they charge that out. Oh, let's go out drinking with my buddies. Let's go to right. this party. Pretty soon they're like in debt before they ever even get out of school. They're like swamped in debt. And I just think, you know, we have dumped this on them. And, and then we're like, hey, how come you're not paying off your student loan? How come you're in default on this credit card? I mean, give me a break. I, I just think right. we ought I, to do I, better. I heard someone saying that he went to college with people who thought like a credit card was like just like having a gift card. Yeah. <laughs> didn't yeah. realize you're going to have yeah. to pay that money back with interest. And he's like, 10 years later, they're still paying off a Big Mac they had, you know, back yeah. in college. Yeah, it's true. It's um, true. Because, you know, at, it's plus at 18, 19, you're, you're not wise about spending your money. You're like, oh, yeah, we went out the other night. We went to a movie and we went out drinking and I owe $800. But, you know, hey. $800. Well, by the time you get out of college, honey, you're still paying that $800. Well, I think and more. that um, well, I knew somebody years ago who she was going for a PhD in women's studies. Uh huh. 
And her loan was up to like $250,000 by that point. Uh-huh. By the time she was like doing her PhD program, uh-huh. she was going to have to pay back $250,000. Mm-hmm. So I said, well, PhD in women's studies, what is that going to qualify you to do? Right. Like when you get done with the program, like she's like, well, I can teach. Uh-huh. Okay. What teaching job is going to enable you to pay back a $250,000 loan? Like, yeah. She, she said, well, I'm never going to have it paid back. I'll yeah. be paying on this the rest of my life. She's like, I right. just kind of come to terms with that, that I'm just going to like forever be paying this loan. Right. I mean, yeah, what kind of thinking is that? But like that, she yeah. had kind of gotten herself into that point where she was like, "Well, this is this is what I've kind of geared my education towards, and now yeah. I'm near the end, and I've realized yeah. that I'm never going to get it. I mean, she's not going to get out and get a job making two million dollars a year, right? Right? She's going to get a job maybe teaching at a university or something. Yeah, um, making what sixty, seventy thousand? I don't know how much they make. Um, I don't know if they even make that to start. But, you know, some people have gone into school and been ripped off and they're like, yeah, you know, we help you find a job. Just start off with this little $10,000 loan. And by the time you're done, you know, we get you a job because you're, you know, you're skilled. Say you're a trade mechanic or you're this or whatever. And some of these have been scams. They found out that, you know, you get these student loans and either the school closes so you never graduate and you still right. owe that student loan. Whether whether you graduated or not, you still owe that money. Um, or and you can't get a job in that field. So you can add, pay that job, you know, that money back anyway. Or, you know, you get the loan and you get there and the job ends up qualifying you for nothing. The the teaching ends up qualifying you for nothing. You're like, okay, now you can be an air conditioning repair person. And you go out and you're like, I can't get a job. Nobody, right. Nobody's hiring me right out of air conditioning school. So, you know, I'm going to have to go back to the taco stand. And, and now I've got this, you know, $40,000 loan I got to pay off. So, okay. So you want to hear my personal student loan woes? <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. Okay. So, I decide that I'm going to go back to school and I'm in my 30s, okay? Mm-hmm. And I I do. I I get a $5,000 loan to get my degree um because I had, you know, uh, paid my way through the years going class here, class there, class here. So, I take the $5,000 loan. Now, I'm working, so I get my company to pay some of that loan for me. And mm. as long as I get I think a B average, at least my company will pay me back that money. Okay. So I get my degree and I pay back that $5,000 loan. So I'm thinking that's not too hard. Right. So now I'm thinking I want to go to law school. I'm 38. I want to go to law school because, you know, my kids are grown. They're teenagers. They're, you know, pretty soon going to be leaving the house. I, I wish, but they didn't, (laughs) but But I think, okay, I'm going to go to law school, so I'm going to have to borrow the money. My company will pay some of it because I'm going to make them think that some of this applies to my job, okay? And so they're willing to pay some of it, not all of it. But I end up, I go to school part-time for four years to law school. Now Mm -hmm. you think, okay, you end up with a law degree. You can get a great freaking job. Okay. Well, I end up borrowing, I think it was $130,000. That is a great deal for law school. I mean, that is not bad for law school. 
So I'm thinking, okay, when I get out, I'm going to get a job as a lawyer. I'm going to pay that money back. I just right. paid off $5,000. It wasn't that much of a problem. So $130,000, no biggie, right? Well, yeah, I end up with uh, cancer. My mm-hmm. sister ends up passing away with cancer. I mm-hmm. end up adopting her child. Mm-hmm. Uh, my daughter starts having mental health issues. I find out that um, to be a lawyer, you start off as an associate, which I kind of knew. I knew I'd have to put in the time, um, you know, working 50, 60 hours a week mm-hmm. at, I think, originally salaries for lawyers, maybe the, the kind of law I wanted to go into, which was prosecuting, um, $35,000 a year, you start off. That's it. And you work 60 hours a week for it. Now, mm-hmm. when I'm healthy, and my kids are grown, I'm thinking, I can do it, no problem. Right. Well, when I got cancer and I'm sick and my you know, sister passes away and I'm adopting her kid and I'm still working full time, uh, I can't pay back that $130,000 right away. But mm-hmm. I make my payments, okay? I'm slowly making progress. Right. Well, then I get a scam, okay? <laughs> Uh, I don't know if you remember, but back in 2005, because I graduated 2000, 2005. Now, meanwhile, I don't get a job as a lawyer because I can't afford to work 60 hours a week with a new baby and, you know, mentally ill daughter. So I stay at what I'm working at and I'm making 40,000 a year, which, you know, uh, not piddly, but it's not, you know, I'm not a millionaire either. So I get a call 2005 student loan rates are going to be going up. Um, Mm -hmm. So what you want to do is you want to take your loans because I had a couple of different um, loans. You don't always borrow from the same people. Um, The school gives you, you know, oh, here's a new financial thing. So what you want to do is combine your loans into one small payment. And we're going to give you a deal on the uh, interest rate. So how much are you paying now? So I said, I'm paying 4% interest we can get you a better deal. We can get you 3% interest, combine your student loans into one payment. Do you want to do it? So I say, yes, I want to do it, but I want to see the paperwork first. Before I commit, I want to see the proof of what you're saying. They say, okay, here's the application, put in the application. I put in the application. Next thing I know, I get, and I'm thinking, okay, I need to sign a promissory note. That's how this has worked in the past. I need to sign a promissory note saying, yeah, I yeah. agree and I pay. Well, no, that's not what happened. I get a note saying, oh, your student loans have been paid off. Now you owe this other company and they're going to charge you 8% interest for your student loans. They've combined them into one payment, but it's 8% interest. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, wait a minute. I didn't agree to this. I call them up. I'm like, what is this? Oh, yeah, you you applied. Um, We went ahead and purchased your student loans. Now you owe us 8% interest. I'm like, no, 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 no. Give me back my old loans. I call the the education department. I'm like, no, get get back that loan. I didn't agree to this. They're like, well, too bad. So sad. They pay the loans are paid off. Education department of the government says there's nothing we can do. Um, Mm -hmm. You're going to have to work it out with them. So I'm trying to work it out with the new people. I'm like, listen, I didn't agree to this. I'm writing them letters. Well, they go out of business. They sell my student loan to somebody else. 
Right. So the, somebody else is saying, hey, we don't know what you're talking about. We don't care. You owe us a percent interest on these loans. That's that's what's going to happen. And you're not paying. We'll start garnishing your wages. Yeah. So I'm like, hey, wait a minute. Meanwhile, they're like, yeah, not only that, but you don't owe us 130000 Now you owe us 200000 Uh, What? How does this happen? You know? Yeah. So I take the idea, okay, I can't do this. This is not right. I'm going to sue them. So I get a lawyer and it takes a couple of years. I get a lawyer, uh, you know, I get the documentation. I try to sue them. I try to say, okay, these are student loans, but I didn't Mm -hmm. agree to this. This is not right. Well, I lose the case. So 2010, they're saying, okay, well now you owe 300,000 and you got to start paying or we're going to garnish your wages. Yeah. So I'm like, this, this sucks. I feel like I've been screwed over. Right. Yeah. Well, now we're at, uh, what is it, two, 2023. So I pay because uh, you have to, otherwise they garnish your wage. So yeah. I pay, but I'm, I'm trying to negotiate a lower payment. I'm like, listen, I'm, you know, I didn't go to, I, I didn't get a lawyer job. I'm not making 300,000 a year. Uh, yeah. There's only so much I can pay. So I'm paying. Well, here we are at 2023. I still owe. Okay. And over time, they're charging me $40,000 a year in interest. So that goes on my student loan every year, $40,000. It doesn't matter. I'm paying, you know, every month, but the interest is being charged. So now I owe $465,000 in student loans. Now at my age, I'm never paying that. Okay. That's never going to happen. How much do you pay a month? Okay. Well, since Biden has put a hold on payments, for the past two years, I haven't had to pay anything, which thank God. And he has not um, made the interest, uh, you know, been required. So he's put a stop to the interest for the past two years. When I have to, they're saying now you're going to have to start paying in October. They're going to want me to start paying $700 a month. So 700 a month and you're still going to have 40000 a year in interest. Yes. And, and owe $435,000 you know, if I wanted to pay it off tomorrow, I couldn't. Okay, even if I sold every little thing I owned, I wouldn't have four hundred thirty-five thousand dollars. It's interesting. It's it's interesting to me that you're seven hundred a month. You're not even touching the interest. Right. Yeah. So essentially, their scam is that okay, you're just going to be paying us. Right. And you're never. It's the the amount is going to grow and grow and grow. Right. I'm never going to be done. Now they had they claim that they have that thing where after 20 years you don't have to pay that that they forgive the loan. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, but that five years that I was fighting them to mm-hmm. you know you know try and get my point across that I didn't agree to this, so they don't count those five years as a payment. So I think I still would have another five years uh, before they would say, okay, well you paid 20 years, so. Which, you know, come on, just forgive the friggin' student loan. I'm never going to pay it off. I can't afford $40,000 a year in interest. Right. Well, it, I mean, what happened to you was uh, one of those predatory yeah. Kind of things. Yeah. Um, and so, okay, so I kind of agree with it that they should kind of just forgive all loans and just let yeah. them start off yeah. at zero. Yeah, I agree. Because, uh, but at the same time, I understand some people going, wait a minute. Yeah. I just got done paying off my loan and I yeah. didn't, you know, I only took a $5,000 loan or I only took a $20,000 loan. And, you know, how come yeah. this other person who took a $200,000 loan should 
get forgiven. And I, you know, yeah. I understand yeah. all that. You yeah. Know, I, I understand the argument. Yeah. But the bottom line is that some people have fallen into scams or yep. they've signed stuff and not understood what they were signing and, yeah. or they've just, you know, whatever, like you, yeah, they got into it and then they had health issues and things came up. Yep. So you got to kind of take the good with the bad, really. Yeah, I think so too. But I think, I think state colleges should be free. Yeah, definitely. And if you want to go to someplace like Harvard, yeah, okay. Get a loan, get a scholarship, whatever. Mm-hmm. But there should be, there should be regulations about the loans. You yeah. Should be, you should be like, you can't apply for more than a certain amount and you, they yeah. can't charge you more than this kind of interest. You know, there yeah. should be limits on everything. And yeah. they shouldn't be allowed to sell your loan to somebody else. I know. Um, Mine's been sold a couple of times, which really makes it hard because they don't want to hear, you know, hey, this isn't right. I didn't, you know, agree to the, hey, we don't care. We own your loan. Pay us. Right. Well, I mean, mortgage companies do this all the time, too, now. Yeah. Uh, they, they sell your loan off and you're like, wait a minute. I thought I was, I got my loan through. Yeah. yeah. Well, now we have it. <laughs> yeah. Now we have it. And this is the way we're going to do it. Right. Yeah. It's true. Uh, no, I didn't realize your loan was up. To <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's big. But uh, yeah, I, I've got some ideas. But basically, I know I'm never paying it off. It's just never going to happen. I just want to stay out of the garnishment issue and um, negotiate with them to pay a lower amount. And well, I mean, you can't. You'd have to work an, a separate full-time job yeah. just to pay the interest. That's true. Yeah. It's ridiculous. I know. I agree. That's why I think they should just forgive it because it's never going to happen. You know? So. Well, I mean, at this point, you must have paid off the original loan, right? Oh, yeah. At this point, I've paid off the original loan. But, you know, this is all interest. Yeah. All right. So that's my rant. (laughs) Student loans suck. Yeah. Well, at least there's a connection here. My rant about billionaires and your rant about loans. I mean, maybe we can get the two together. Maybe. Get the billionaires to pay off the loans, and then everyone's happy. Yeah. See, here's the other thing. We're we're you know how come we're spending money? I'm not going to go to about Ukraine because Ukraine. I think we need to send that money. We're sending money over to South Africa for grain. We're sending money to you know, I don't know other countries for different things like oh you know relief or you know whatever forest fires or. I mean, we help other countries all the time with our national money. You know, they call it national debt. And we're making mm-hmm. these payments, billion dollars here. I mean, when the banks were going to go bankrupt, the government bailed them out. Why can't they bail us out? Why can't they bail out your student loan people? You know, uh, the Republicans right now are saying, no, that's not right. That We don't want to do that. That's not fair. Biden's saying, OK, well, you know, how about. First of all, his his ten thousand dollars or twenty thousand dollars is a drop in the bucket to me. But some people that might clear their loan. Right. But even at that, Congress is saying, no, no, we don't want to do that. I'm just like, why not? The government is helping all these other countries. We're doing all this other stuff. Why not? You know, why why spend money on the border wall? Why not give your student, you know, borrowers a break instead? Um, Anyway, that's that's more of a. I think the government could do more because I don't because it's always this double standard though. It's like people go, 
well, why are we helping people in other countries when we should be helping homeless people here? Okay, well, yeah. are you helping homeless people here? Yeah. Well, I, I, what can I do? What, yeah. I, do you volunteer yeah. down at the soup kitchen? Have you donated yeah. money to? Well, I, I mean, uh, no. I mean, they should yeah. get a job. If, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because really people just don't want their money going to anybody else but themselves. That's true. That is true. Right? Like if you yeah. want to tell the people, okay, we're going to forgive all student loans. And then if you don't have a student loan, we're going to give you a check for $20,000. They'd be like, oh, okay, we're well, we're for it then. Yeah, that's now true. I'm something out of it. That's true. Right? Yeah. We'll give you $20,000 so you could send your kid to school. That's true. Yeah. Then they'd say, okay. And you know what? Here's the sad part. We could do it as a government. Aren't we like a trillion dollars in debt? I mean, yeah. we could do it. Why aren't they doing it? <laughs> so. I, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> uh. I don't know, but yeah, Biden, uh, well, he might be out of office soon. So that's true. Uh, unfortunately, but I, because uh, I don't know who, I say unfortunately, because not that I'm a big fan of his, but I don't know who the hell's going to take his place. Yeah, I don't um, know. I have a feeling it's going to be somebody worse. I have that feeling too. <laughs> uh, I, you know, either way, either, either political party, I, I just don't know that we have a good, strong, honest leader coming, you know? I wish they'd elect somebody like one of those movie presidents, <laughs> you know, like Kevin uh-huh. Klein and Dave. Remember that movie? Uh-huh. Where, where he, you know, uh-huh. he wanted to get in there and help people, and he had those uh-huh. great ideas. And he's like, "Well, uh-huh. why are we spending money on this? We should spend money on this instead." And, yeah. Or um, Martin Sheen and and uh, what was it? West Wing. West Wing. Yeah, he was or, good president. Uh, yeah. Uh, or Michael Douglas and the American president. He was like, yeah. Of, or no, okay, I, the best president. Uh huh. Uh, Bill Pullman in Independence Day. Oh, yeah. That's yeah, the president we need. Someone that's been the... like, screw it. I'm going to get in the plane and go fight them myself. <laughs> <laughs> we're never going to have a president like that. We're going to have no. one. I'm going to be at the golf 80 course. years old and who's like, oh, wait a minute. No, 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 no. We can't do We can't spend our money on that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I need another ivory back scratcher. Um <laughs> <laughs> I need a golf cart to get from the West Wing to the Oval Office. I, I, w- I want a movie president. Uh, instead, we're going to get like uh, Mr. Burns from The Simpsons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, honestly, okay, I just want to say this about the president. I think there should be an age limit. I mean, I know you got to be at least 35 to run, but I think, you know, come on, after I'm going to say 65. Uh, I think you're a little out of touch with reality of what's yeah. going on in the country. So I think there should be an age limit. I'd go higher. I'd say I'd say 70. I'd say, yeah. Um, yeah, I'd go up to 70. I mean, yeah, there's plenty of people in their late 60s. I think they're still, you know, they're in touch. They're, they, you know. I don't know. I think you start there. forgetting stuff after 65. I think you start you're losing some faculties. <laughs> <laughs> I well, think I mean, you start you start forgetting. You're like, what was what was my kid's name now? <laughs> you know. Yeah, well, I think Biden is definitely there, but yeah, I think so uh, too. You know, but really, think, the other choices don't look very good either. I agree. I don't think they do either. And you know, even I mean, who else can they have run from the Democrats? Uh, I don't even know anybody there that's any good. You know, <laughs> no. it's true. They were talking about oh, who is it? One of the Kennedys. I forget which Kennedy, one of the Kennedys, maybe it was Bobby Jr. 
But then I heard him speak, and boy, he's a racist. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was like, okay, wait a minute. You know, I was thinking, oh yeah, let's get a Kennedy back in office. They were good. Well, yeah, they were, but I don't know. This guy's a racist. I don't, I don't think he's gonna do good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you know. <laughs> anyway. All right. Uh, uh, let's wrap this one up. Um, okay. All right. This has been another episode of Dumb Stupid Talking with me, Lucas Shea, and my co-host. Devin Shea. A little slow on that one, but not bad. Yeah, I thought you were going to say, <laughs> and sister. So I was waiting for that. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll keep the sister in there. My co-host uh, and sister. Devin Shea. Better. And, and okay. you didn't say your favorite sister. I'm the favorite, right? You're like the only one at this point. <laughs> Still the favorite then. Still got number one. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when you when you when your sister died, my sister died too. You know. That's true. Uh, I miss her. She yeah, was she was funny. Yeah, she was. Yeah, I miss her too. All right, wait. All right. Uh, we already wrapped okay. this up. Why are we still okay? Talking? We're wrapping it All up. Right. All right. All right. Okay. Bye. Bye. Bye.